Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Huge show in store for you tonight. Rafino's Rants, if you missed it. Uh, I'm not sure um, what's going on in college football. Um, not a whole lot's going on today. <laughs> Yes, you do know. Yes, you've seen it. Nick Saban versus Jimbo Fisher. We're going to need that on the soundboard, guys. The Rocky Balboa theme song. We're going to need it on the soundboard because a 12-round fight between Mike Tyson and Muhammad Ali. Well, I'm not going to compare Jimbo Fisher to a heavyweight title contender, but maybe you can. Maybe like a Sonny Liston. You know, Sonny did win the belt once and then got knocked out by George Foreman. And that was before Foreman had the grills. Um, but still got knocked out. But Jimbo Fisher versus Nick Saban for the sanctity of college athletics and college football. We're going to talk about that. Rafino's rants coming down like Sodom and Gomorrah up on this thing against Nick Saban. How does this affect LSU, if any? We will talk about it at great length. Somewhere in the state of Louisiana, Brian Kelly just cracked open a, a the world's finest pilsner and Miller like he just sat down with his a bold crawfish and he's laughing his ass off. We'll talk about it all. But I don't know how much me I see everybody saying media days are gonna be electric. Well, guys, one's on Monday and like one's on Friday. 
I don't know how electric it's going to be, but it will be electric. Uh, and um, and uh, Tuscaloosa this year. So a lot to talk about. We will talk to. Oh, you've asked for him. You shall receive. Memphis Spence returns to the show. You wanted him. You're going to get him. So we will talk to Memphis Spence uh, here at 6.30. We are an hour earlier tonight because of the LSU baseball game, LSU versus Vandy. Uh, At 7 o'clock, we will pregame the Vandy boys versus the real Tigers of LSU. Uh, LSU needs to take two out of three in the most desperate of ways. The most desperate of ways does LSU need to win tonight. The lineup has come out for your fighting LSU Tigers. And just very quickly, we will read it off. Dylan Cruz, Josh Pearson, Jacob Berry is back in the lineup as a designated hitter with Trey Morgan, K. Doty, Thompson, Joe Bear, McManus, Collier, Cranford. We'll get to start again at third. And Mikel Hilliard is on the bump. So we've got a lot to talk about tonight, but nothing more than uh, our bigger um, than Saban versus Jimbo. All right, let's get to a couple comments, though, before we get started. Tommy Howard on YouTube says, Saban versus Fisher, Steel Cage SEC Media Day's main event. I just want to go forward. If there wasn't, like, girls that watch the show, and, and nothing wrong with it. I love every second of it. I love when everybody watches the show. But I don't want you to get lost in my translation. Maybe you do watch WWE wrestling. But I would love if um, Jimbo Fisher came out to the Rock's theme song. If you're some with the Rock is cooking and then Jimbo hit the hit the eyebrow I can't do it like the rock no telling what Saban would come out to I just don't trust a man that eats that many cream pies just me uh Rob Boudreaux says Saban is going to retire soon he is losing it I don't know yet uh Kristen Connor hello Kristen she says hey fam hello to you Jerry Zimmerman Says it's all a plot to hype up the game. Ah, no. 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 Jerry, I'm sorry. But this, you know, Jerry, this ain't Springer. This ain't your cousin, Jerry Springer. No, that ain't what they're doing. Remember Judy Chop guy? A Judy Chop. Y'all know that that man was on uh, Jerry Springer? He said, don't go around Judying somebody that doesn't need Judying. Somebody should have said that to Nick Staben. I don't know who this is. Um, if it's Pooh Bear, Ant, or Daniel. We ain't seen Daniel in the in the live stream for a while. Probably he's trying to get ahead of the competition. <laughs> uh, but Pooh Bear says from the Gold Boot Pod, and our producer says, nothing to see here. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Um, yeah, him and Zach. Goateed Zach. Who... Put in the comments, do you like freshly cut Zach, Pauls, freshly faced cut Zach, Pauls, uh, 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 bearded Zach, Pauls, or goatee Dr. Strange Zach? He kind of reminds me of Voldemort a little bit when he's baby shaved. You know, like, the boy who lived, come to die. 
which y'all know about Harry Potter. Uh, and oh, Danny Girl says Lane is just jealous that he isn't the center of Twitterverse for once. Had to interject himself to attention. Maybe so. He is he is narcissistic like that too. Very much so. Very, very much so. All right, let's get started. Let's pay some bills around this thing. We got a lot to do. Uh, everybody do us a favor. Hit the like and share. Share to your Facebook groups. So many of you watching us now live on Facebook and YouTube. If you're on Facebook, hit that like button. Hit the share. Share to some Facebook groups. Share to your own, for, uh, uh, own social media pages. We greatly appreciate that. If you're listening to us on YouTube, watching us, on YouTube, don't forget don't forget to subscribe and hit that notification bell. About forty five percent of you still have not yet to subscribe, so hit that hit that like, hit the subscribe, hit the notification bell, and wherever you listen to us on the audio podcast platform, do us a favor there, rate, review, and subscribe. And by the way, if you're listening on XM Radio, welcome to the show. My name is Blake Rafino. All right, let's pay some bills around this thing, and then we'll get started. None better than our good friends over at GM Varno Sons Bet Online. AG. Our partners over at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA playoffs, fights, and even next season's futures. And don't forget that the MLB is back as well. Who are you picking to win the World Series? BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games it's easy to get started so head on over to their website use betonline.ag use that promo code believe that's b-l-e-a-v that's b-l-e-a-v to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit that's betonline.ag betonline.ag with over 65 years of experience nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than gm vardo and sons RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. If you break down the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you. And then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs right then. Again, GM Varno and Sons, go see them over at 2500 Fuller Boulevard. Give them a call at 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. Tell me, good friend, Blake Rafino, sit you on by. So everybody's already starting to respond. Uh, Reagan Lee, the pastor, a pastor. I and the Lord said, uh, Jesus. He said, either way, this man Zach's ugly. U G L Y. You ain't got no alibi. You're Doctor Strange, says Patrick. Dog, they ripping you, Zach. Zach, what you going to do? You better get on them. All right. But, oh, Danny Girl says our producer, Zach, Zach Efron version will always be my fave. She's crushing on you, dog. Ooh. Ooh. Danny's got a crush. Danny's got a crush. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Yes, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. It's been a good day. Um, but if you missed it, so let's talk about it. Um, I, I mean, you, you pretty much, unless like Will Wade said, you've been living under a rock. I don't know how you've missed it. Um, uh, but last night, Nick Saban had a lot of choice words to say 
about Jimbo Fisher and about Deion Sanders and about Mario Cristobal. And with all of it being said, Saban took shots at programs and people, right? Like, I don't think that we can get away from that Nick Saban had a lot to say about these programs. Nick is wrong. Not only is Nick wrong, so go back and listen to it. We we should have played it on the um, Nick. We should have played it on here, but that was my fault. I figured everybody would have listened to it by now. But Nick basically said that Texas A&M paid the entire recruiting team, or all of the recruits, I should say, all 25 recruits, uh, Miami's doing it, and that the number one player in the country in Travis Hunter is going to Jackson State and pretty much implying that the only reason he's going to Jackson State is because NIL. And then he started moaning and groaning about, oh, well, we're going to miss some guys because other players are going to get paid. Oh, and by the way, we haven't paid one player in recruiting. This is where it pisses me off. This is where it ticks me off. And we said this with Carter on Monday. Carter the Power Bryant when he joined us on Monday. Nick is nothing but lying, cheating, no good hypocrite. Now, Alabama fans will say, well, Blake's saying that because he covers LSU. He look, I mean, look at him. He's got a Tiger's hat on. He's, got, he's wearing an LSU shirt. He's only saying that because he's a liar, because he's he loves LSU, and Alabama's had some dominance over the years over LSU. It's not what I'm saying. It. Multiple things can be true at once. Saban is a no-good liar. I don't trust a man that loves to eat two Little Debbie cream pies in the morning, eat some bacon, eat some eggs, Eat some toast, not Little Debbie cream pies. The cream pies don't really have anything to do with it. In the year 2000, Nick Saban would go six and six, seven and six, whatever it was, whatever or eight and four, whatever LSU's record was. Nick Saban would then, along with his offensive coordinator, Jimbo Fisher, bring in the number one overall class in the country. It had guys like Andrew Whitworth in there. It had guys like, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Marcus Spears. Sorry, he was on the tip of my. It was, on, I had it in my head, but I forgot for a second. Michael Clayton was in that class. Um, Marquis Marquis uh, God, Hill was in that class. I think four or five five stars were in that class at the time. Guys, by the way, at the time, it was the most in recruiting's history, five stars that went to one program ever, the year that LSU took over with Nick Saban in his first recruiting class, ever. You mean to tell me that Nick Saban didn't cheat and pay players to come to LSU? Liar, liar, pants on fire. When Nick Saban would go to Alabama, his team in his first year went 7-6. and 7-6. The reason I remember that so vividly is because I went up to Shreveport with my brother Brett, and we watched the Colorado Buffaloes take on the Alabama Crimson Tide. By the way, I wore LSU gear, I believe, or did I? I don't remember. And was chanting the whole time, Let's go Buffs. Let's go Buffs. Every time Colorado would get a first down, I would point and laugh at all the Alabama fans that were surrounding us. What's interesting about that, though, what's interesting about that 
is in that same recruiting year, Nick Saban would have the number one class in the country. The rest is kind of history. We all know about it. But you lying hypocrite. Guys, if this were the movie Twilight and we had to pick teams, Team Jacob, Team Edward, I'm on Team Jimbo on this one. Jimbo came back today and responded to what Nick Saban had to say in reference to the comments from last night, saying, hey, A&M might have a collective. I don't know. But that's not the reason why these players are coming here to play for me. I ain't got nothing to do with it. He called Nick a narcissist and that he cheated at every spot and to ask his assistant and to go look into what Nick Saban's does. Good for Jimbo. You, no, I have no issues whatsoever when Jimbo calls you out. I mean, when Nick calls you out, go back at his ass. You don't have a, you don't have to be scared of that short little dude. It's petty. Nick's honestly scared. And everybody's like, oh, Blake, Nick Saban's not scared. Bullshit, he's not scared. Because if he was dominating in the game of NIL, he wouldn't say a word. Meanwhile, meanwhile, I think it's Jonathan Addison. I forget the kid's first name, but the, the Belitnikov winner from Pitt. What if Addison would have gone to Alabama after he left Pitt? Alabama's struggling at receiver. All of a sudden, John, uh, Burton, Jermaine Burton from Georgia and Louisville's best wide receiver all of a sudden are in Alabama. Nick, you're lying your ass off. Not to count on your snitch. There's an unwritten rule in sports, especially amongst coaches. Coaches, you don't rat on one another. You don't rat on one another. We, we did a Twitter spaces today. And one guy who's more connected around LSU than probably anybody that you'll ever meet who comes in those Twitter spaces said what he had to say. Guys, these kids aren't getting millions of dollars per year. They're not. $75,000, a, a year, hundred and fifty dollars is what the going rate is. Nick, it's exactly what you've already been paying them. The truth is, the truth is, they beat your ass in recruiting, and now you're huffing and puffing. Why didn't you call out Kirby Smart? Why didn't you call out Dabo uh, Sweeney? It's because you're having to play Jimbo Fisher every year. And why the man calls out Dion, I have no idea. Why you call out Jackson State, I have no idea. But if I'm Deion Sanders, and Deion played this smart, Deion played it very smart. Hey, you, you think you can beat us? Schedule us. They'll win. Alabama will beat Jackson State. Don't get it twisted. But if I'm Deion, <laughs> Deion really ain't got to say nothing. Thank you for putting Jackson State in the likes of Alabama and the likes of Texas A&M. Huge day for Jackson State. What Deion's doing at the HBCU level is not only brilliant, it's groundbreaking. Guys, what Deion Sanders is doing at Jackson State 
is absolutely amazing. The best corner to ever play football, ever. Guys, Travis Hunter is not going to Jackson State alone because of money. You mean to tell me Florida State wasn't offering something similar? Now, let's also not get it twisted that I'm sure Travis Hunter got something. I don't know what it is. I honestly don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. If Travis Hunter, who allegedly, per Nick Saban, got a million dollars, let's use Travis Hunter's words here. In the tweet, he says, well, if I got a million dollars, why is my mama still in a three-bedroom house when we when she got five kids? Saban is mad because he got he got beaten recruiting, and he knows one thing. He got beat up front. And the one thing that Saban has really and truthfully that hadn't happened to Saban other than maybe a handful of times at Alabama, he hasn't gotten beaten down. Everybody can continue to say that Jimbo Fisher and A&M is Texas 8-4. and four. Guys, when you recruit at the level that A&M does right now and what they'll probably do again this year, it's the same exact thing that Kirby Smart did at Georgia. Same exact thing. We all knew and we all know that everything's been underheaded. Kids got paid. We all know that. NIL is bringing it to the forefront. And if it is legal and the NCAA is not going to do anything about it, guys, quite honestly, I, I hate to stick up for Texas A&M. Do something about it. We're doing something about it. Then you should do something about it. Don't be – one thing that's always true, shit's not going to get done unless you do it yourself. It never will. You want something to change – Put on your big boy panties. Put on, well, men don't wear panties. Well, maybe men wear panties, but I don't wear panties. Put on your big boy britches. Put on your big girl underwear, and let's go after it. Zach might be, maybe wears panties. I don't know. I mean, with that goatee, you could never tell. His goatee looks like a pair of panties. <laughs> My bad, Zach. It does, though. Big old fat pair of panties. All right, all right, all right. He's got a pastor in the family. That man can curse me down. I need to chill out. I need to chill out. But to wrap this up, Nick, you cheated at LSU. You cheated at Alabama. How dare you call out Dion? How dare you call out Cristobal? How dare you? Call out Jimbo. Pot, meat, kettle. Kettle, meat, pot. I've never, I, <laughs> I've, <laughs> uh, Holden Lee in the comments says, Zach wears granny panties. Hashtag Zach wears granny panties. I've never seen a guy that's had the, the most success that Saban's had Moan and complain as much as he does. Nick, do something about it. Now, here's the truth. And we'll get to Memphis Spencer in about five minutes. Let me say this, too, as we wrap this up. We'll get to comments. Memphis Spence joins us.
there's a lot of truth in what Nick Saban's saying. Multiple things can be true. I say this a, a bajillion times during the week. Multiple things can be true at once. What Nick Saban's saying has a lot of truth to it. I don't think any of them bought all their players. But I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Kids from Louisiana that went to A&M aren't getting the money that you think that they are. Confirmed. Confirmed. And Alabama's bitching and moaning and complaining when they're offering 25, kids $25,000 a semester. Guys, I know for an absolute fact Alabama's offering NIL deals to recruits too. Like, legitimately, have seen the contracts. Saban talks about that the collectives are an issue. Nick, Alabama's got a collective. Well, Blake, well, 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 you know, he might not, he, he might not have to like it, but he's got to do it to survive. No, stand up for it then. Be- fight for what you believe in. But... <clears throat> Quite honestly, Nick, you're the one that started all of this when you said your quarterback was making seven figures. It came back and bit you in the ass because guys at A&M, guys at Texas, oh, and by the way, when you said that about your quarterback, you were at a quarterback convention and a quarterback club in the state of Texas in Austin. You think that those guys aren't going to go back and tell everybody what you said and what you're doing and how you're forming your collective? Bro, you got coaches out here ratting on you, telling A&M boosters how y'all formed y'all's collective. Hypocrite. And then he's going to come back out today and double down. Cream pie eating ass. No pause. Stop being a hypocrite. Let's get to a couple of these comments. Don says, I've been preaching. Yeah, call me Reagan Reagan Lee. Rob Boudreaux says, didn't Saban say last year that his quarterback got a million? Yeah, and by a public records request, here's what the funniest thing about all of this is. Per a um, public records request about Bryce Young and what he got through NIL through Alabama's compliance, didn't even touch a million. Didn't even come close. I, I shouldn't say he didn't come close, but... Even if he made 600000 which he didn't, he's pushing. I'm not going to say how, how much because, look, I'm, I'm not going to be that guy. He didn't make a million dollars, guys. He just didn't. Jerry Zimmerman says on YouTube, eventually NIL won't draw the kids if they ain't getting developed and drafted in the NFL eventually. And Jerry's got a point here. I mean, look, it's going to ultimately – it's going gonna, it's gonna to ultimately um, – <clears throat> the market always corrects itself. Always. I really wish, though, not getting political. Um, I really, really, really wish it would correct itself on gas. And I'm not talking about gas you get from red beans. I'm talking about gas at the pumps. <laughs> I'm on one tonight, bro. Uh, Blake Dew said on Facebook, hashtag ask Blake, little Debbie wants uh her cut too well she got her cut you see how fat debbie got debbie be me- well she's not fat she's thick thick 
Uh, Reagan Lee says, opinions 37-22. Oh, by the way, Pastor, you didn't tell me what Deuteronomy 32-4 said the other night when I called you out on your biblical uh, uh, biblical knowledge. Um, but he says, thin battle between thine battle. Thin battle? Thine battle? What's he trying to say, Zach? Zach, you're on live. What is he trying to say? Thine battle? What does that mean? <laughs> it's thine. <laughs> Thine battle between Jimbo and Saban, both greater than depth and herd. Zach, y'all read the King James Version, don't you? You King James Bible Version reading, what you reading the NIV? I read the ESV. Get up on my level. Uh, Curtis Lambert, Lambert, Lambert says A&M paid all that money just to go 8-4. and four. I, I can't. I can't, Curtis, I can't, maybe this season. Like, look, maybe A&M goes 8-4 this season. Cool, fine, whatever. But just, just like what Kirby did the last couple of seasons, guys, when you recruit at that high of a level, you're going to win a lot of games. All right, y'all go ahead and, y'all go ahead and sleep on old on Jimbo's ass. Y'all go right on ahead. Y'all go right on ahead. Uh, Garrett McGee says, you voted for Biden. <laughs> Garrett, it's guys like you that want to bring politics into sports. All I said was, is I want gas to go down. Yeah, it's not political. Stupid. Wayne Tomlinson says, Jimbo told little Nikki to suck this Aggie. Whoa! language we have women and children here i'm just joking <laughs> reagan lee says esv my brother what does deuteronomy 32 4 say you got one more chance passel one more chance what does deuteronomy 32 4 say don't look it up deuteronomy 32 4 god is the rock what it says it's what it says it's got a picture of Dwayne Johnson in it because it says God is the rock if you're the man with the rock is cooking all right let's get to a quick break we got to get to Memphis Spence you know who we hadn't talked about in a little bit and in, in, in exactly almost 24 hours our good buddies over at Gramco Got to tell you, man, look, I cut one of those gummies in half. Feel good the rest of the night. Get a night, great night's sleep. Wake and bake coffee in the morning. I'll be, I'll be up doing the crib walk. The bunny hop. Now, bunny hop. Drop it like it's hot. Bunny hop. Get over to our good friends over at Graham Co. Let's talk about our good friend Carol Falls over at State Farm. Guys, we'll be back in about a minute and a half. Oh, 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 guys, I've got to talk to you about a good friend. <laughs> Memphis Spence on the other side. Thanks, Zach. Guys, I've got to talk to you about our good friends over at Gramco. They are the Delta company based out of the state of Florida. They're founded by college football junkies just like you and I, and I am not sure if you're familiar with Delta 8, but you need to be. Gramco is the absolute leader in this field, and they have phenomenal products that I just need to tell you about. First off is the Wake and Bake coffee that is absolutely spectacular 
the gummies are as well as they're the best in the market. So go to thegramco.com right now and use the promo code AYS25. That's thegramco.com, AYS25 promo code to get 25% off of your order. Jump on this fast as it is perfect for holidays, anniversaries, and everyday use. Gramco is hemp-derived and completely legal inside of the state of Louisiana. No medical card is needed, and shipping is very discreet. You must be 21 years older to order. Again, that's thegramco.com. Use that promo code, AYS25. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Falls and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there and individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements. It's been 162 days, 12 hours, 7 minutes, and 13 seconds since Memphis Spence has been on AYS. I have no idea. That long? I have no idea if that's accurate, Memphis. I have zero, zero clue if that's <laughs> if that is accurate at all or not. But nevertheless, it's so good to have you back. Just like Sam Allinger. We're back. Memphis Blake, Spence is our let's guest. Let's get it rolling too, Blake, because you know there's a lot to talk about. NIL, Jimbo Fisher, uh, Nick Saban. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Memphis in a battle for all of the world's sanctity. <laughs> Jimbo Fisher versus Nick Saban. In a 12-round right. match, who's coming out on top? Um, are we talking about recruiting? We're talking about, <laughs> we're talking about all uh, and recruiting. Well, yes, recruiting. Yeah, I, I can tell you this. I'll say this. Jimbo Fisher, there really isn't. Nick Saban usually doesn't have anybody breathing down his neck. There aren't that many people qualified to put their foot on Nick Saban's neck. If there's somebody that's still coaching, in terms of recruiting, that can say that, even more than Brian Kelly, is Jimbo Fisher. Jimbo Fisher's always been able to recruit, which is why the comments that Nick Saban made today let me know that he's worried about something. He's worried about the impending future, and he's serious. He, this wasn't just, you know, verbiage. This wasn't coach speak. He was basically telling his boosters and telling the general public that Alabama may not be able to uh, withstand what he sees coming if NIL is still used uh, the way he believes it's being used at Texas A&M. Because I can't remember. Now, I know that Jimbo Fisher was at uh, Florida State from 2010 to 2017 before he went over. I can't remember a year where Jimbo Fisher had a, a recruiting class less than 15. All right, hold on one second, Memphis. Zach, our, to our producer, Zach. Zach, look that up. Give us the uh, 2010 to 2017 Florida State recruiting rankings. Memphis, continue. Because I can't remember a time where he was less than 15. There may have been a time. 
Uh, and there may have been a year that he missed, but generally he was top 10 uh, in, in every one of those years. I may be missing a year or something like that, but uh, Jimbo Fisher can recruit. And he always has been able to recruit. And that's why this sounds, it, it sounded a little hollow. It sounded like good old Nick was a little scared of what he sees as impending doom for how they're handling NIL, uh, which I'll be honest, was the intended purpose of it and how Texas A&M may be handling NIL because we really don't know how they're handling NIL. And that's kind of the, the when, when Nick Saban starts sounding the alarms, it's usually because he's he's behind. I heard Nick Saban scared once before. It was a couple years back where the early recruiting period came in in December. He was late to the game. That was the year Georgia was number one. I think Saban, you know, uh, uh, Alabama was four or five that year, a couple years back. Uh, and because he was late to the game, he, he was blaming everything and everybody and pointing the fingers other places other than inside of his program and himself, uh, because that's kind of what Nick Saban kind of does in these situations. It's what a narcissist but, does. <laughs> I wasn't going to go there, but Jimbo Fisher did. Uh, and, and, and to be fair, Jimbo Fisher had some really legitimate points about how we treat Nick Saban. Because Nick Saban ain't Jesus. You and I know who Jesus is, and Nick Saban ain't that man. You know what I'm saying? Nick Saban is not our God. I don't treat him as God. I, I, I look at everybody that I, I interview, whether it be a, a, a somebody that's going to the NFL, a coach. Uh, uh, I was just talking to, to in these chats or whatnot, I was just talking to somebody uh, and, and telling them about all the different types of coaches that I got a chance to speak with. And I treat them all the same. They're men like you and I. Uh, and sometimes those men lie. Sometimes those men point fingers. And we're just trying to get to the truth. We're trying to get to the bottom of things. So the the idea that we've kind of put Nick Saban on a pedestal, I think Jimbo Fisher, for, in some respects, is right about that. Uh, I also think that Nick Saban is right about a lot of what he said in terms of how, how certain collectives are using NIL. Uh, NIL, in general, was supposed to be, hey, you get to this university, you know, you're here now. Here are some opportunities outside of, you know, your normal package. Get yourself an agent or whatnot, and you can take advantage of these opportunities. They'll fish it out for you. Your, your performance here can raise your name, likeness, and image so that you can take advantage of these opportunities uh, out there, basically. I, I, it's smart. When we were thinking about this, maybe five, six years ago on my show, I was going to say smart companies, you know, and I thought there were going to be mostly Fortune 500, Fortune 1000 companies are going to say, all right, now uh, that guy just hit the game-winning shot. What's his name? Doug Eddard or whatever? You know, hey, go get that man some chicken wing. What does he like to eat? Oh, Memphis, to really interrupt you, it's like the kid in college football last year from Kansas State, or no, Kansas, the fullback who who scored when they beat Texas, and he they asked him what he was going to do. He right. says, I'm going to right. Applebee's, and Applebee's sponsors him. That's what NIL is supposed to be, uh, an opportunity where these bigger corporations can say, hey, this guy just did something great in sports. You know, you see him on the Sports Center Top 10. Uh, his, his name's rolling around on the Internet. They can say, okay, that can give us X amount of value if we market our product right. to this person. So that's what NIL is supposed to be. 
what it became and what I had a little bit of privy because there, there are a couple of people that um, uh, kind of ran some of this by me, the, 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 these collectives. Um, and the collectives, they were set up basically to take money from boosters and funnel it to student athletes. The issue that Nick Saban has and the issue that, that a lot of people are going to have with this is if that funneling occurs before that student has actually signed on the dotted line to attend your university. Uh, I would even wait till that person's actually on campus enrolled before any NIL opportunities come. However, apparently, or what's being alleged is that there are collectives that are going and saying, hey, this, is going, this would be your NIL opportunity if you would sign on a dotted line, which is inducing a student athlete to get to your university. And that, by all means, is still against the rules. It's against the, the fundamental rules that, that shut SMU down. Uh, or, or I need SMU to get some sort of, uh, you know, they, the NCAA, if they, don't, if they don't shut this down, the NCAA better go and, 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 and give some restitution to that program because that program suffered the most out of all of them uh, from, from how we've been doing this and how we've been governing uh, over these years, Blake. So a couple things. Number one, I agree with you. Like Shannon Sharp said on Hard Knocks, I want my restitution. I agree, I, I agree with that. Um, I agree that it seems like he's scared. The one thing that scares me, though, is he's all Nick's always done this. He gets spread offense, this, that, or third, and all of a sudden, Spence, in a couple years, we look up and like, why did y'all have to piss his ass off? Here's the so I got two things for you, and I want to give you the recruiting rankings for Jimbo right after this. Okay. Um, the thing for me is I he I hear guy and I look I like Pete Thamel. Pete Thamel is one of the most connected guys in college athletics. You I can't take it away from him. But today I was listening to him and, and he talked about on Pete uh, Paul Feinbaum that there's absolutely nothing that the uh, NCAA can do. That's not true. Because you have stuff built into NIL, which they passed, that if you entice a player to go to your school through NIL, you're breaking multiple level one violations. Quite That's honestly, right. it's horse shit, if we're being honest, that they can't, we can't do anything. Says whom? And I, right. here's another thing. They talk about state laws. Well, state laws will overdo it. Sounds good. You're all signed into the NCAA. It doesn't matter what's going on. You want to play in March Madness? You can't no more if you don't do this. That's how I would play it. That's exactly Here's, how I'd play it. First what, of all, you're absolutely right, Blake. That, first, you are absolutely right about that. They have all signed into the NCAA. If you want those games that the NCAA sanctioned, which is all the regular season games, to count, then of course they can do something. They but, can do something like they've done to Memphis, like they've done to LSU like they've done to a lot of these programs. They can do the same thing. The, the, the NCAA hasn't lost the power to act. Right now, they're scared to act because Mark Emmert's stepping down next year in June, and nobody really wants to pick up the mantle and, and, and start going after programs because we have like a, 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 a lame duck season with, with the NCAA president right now. That's what's really going on. Well, let me tell you this. Make me college football's commissioner. I will I will make I will I will advise Alabama Alabama if you don't fire Saban on the spot or unless he goes back to LSU to be the defensive coordinator for Brian Kelly he is fired that's what I'd do that's just me 
Um, Zach Lee, though, our producer, to your point, Spence, which confirms your point, per 247's composite score rankings, Jimbo okay. Fisher was number eight, number two, number four, number four, number three, number three, number six. It's not like he was, he couldn't recruit. He's always been able to recruit. That's why I'm like, well, wait a minute now. He just got to Texas at now. A, a, a program that hasn't been able to recruit is Texas A&M, right? Texas Correct. A&M, before they got to the SEC, they didn't have the facilities. They didn't have the revenue. They didn't have the anything in order to recruit. They get to the SEC, and we follow this on my show. The revenue, the generation of revenue since Texas A&M has been in the SEC has caught up and surpassed Texas in some years, which is why Texas is coming. Because Texas doesn't They got $35 million more from the SEC than the Big 12. Spent $35 million. It's It's ridiculous. And, and so that's why Texas is coming. Texas is like, wait a minute. Now we're second in revenue. If we can't beat anybody on the field, we've at least been able to beat people at the bank. Now they can't even do that to their little brother. That's why they're coming to the SEC. So Texas A&M now has the revenue, now has the support, now has all of that coming in, and they just needed the crown jewel. Let me go get the guy that can recruit, has always been able to recruit, bring him over, and now we can start competing with Saban. It's working. Saban got beat last year, and he's he's pissed. He's pissed because he realizes what's going on, and he's like, man, I'm 70. I didn't expect to start competing now. You know, I expected to kind of coast out. You know, well, why, why are people competing with me right now? You know, I wanted to sit on my throne for a, a four or five more years and 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 win a couple more championships and throw a deuce sign out as the greatest coach that ever did this. And now I have real competition breathing down my neck, even in my own division. And I don't know whether or not the SEC is going to get rid of divisions. The Pac-12 did. But if that happens, then all of a sudden you're exposed to, to Georgia and Florida. You may actually have to play some legit schedules in the SEC, and it's going to get bloody. I, I, I fully agree with you. Fully agree with you. Uh, Big Jake says, hashtag Ask Spence, what did you think of Antonio Cromartie's comment about being asked to help recruit during probation period? Here's the thing. Here's the only thing about Antonio. I like him. I've talked to him multiple times. He works mm-hmm. for Jimbo Fisher and A&M. So yeah. his words are going to be biased to the fullest degree. I don't know, that's Spence, right. if you agree with that or not, but that's how that's, I see it. That's absolutely. Whenever you're sourcing something, you always look, well, what's that source doing now? What's that source done before? And does that source has any have any inherent biases, right? Cromartie does, obviously. And you know that. <laughs> he getting paid he 100 grand out. to sit in Jimbo's office. Right. I'll hold somebody's water jug. Go ahead. Go ahead. That being said, though, what he's saying may actually ring true. I don't know. We have to take it with a grain of salt because of what he does. But what he said, I'm like, well, you know, I don't know. If he can bring some more evidence to this, you know, if he can, you know, how was this offered back then? Uh, I know they weren't, you know, DMing or Twitter at that point in time. How was this offered? Who offered it to you? You know, when was this offered? If he can, if he can uh, come up with some some actual facts, I'm not saying that that comment won't hold weight. It's just where it's coming from right now is kind of tainted uh, just by who he's associated with right now. But I'm not saying it's not true. I'm just saying that we should we should take that with a grain of salt until he can provide a little bit more proof behind that statement. Well, here's the biggest thing, and uh, Spence, I don't know if you heard it from earlier. When Nick Saban came to LSU in 2000, 
They uh-huh. the next season they had the number one recruiting class. LSU's never had the right. most recruiting class at the time. It was the most right. five stars in the history of recruiting rankings that had gone to one school. Then when he goes to Alabama, they go seven and six. Uh, a fat little chubby dude who signed with Southeastern Louisiana, sitting in Shreveport, watching Alabama versus Colorado, and I'm screaming, "Go Buffs, go!" Say Bun sucks. Within a week. Or within two weeks, three weeks, whatever it was, he signs the number one recruiting class in the country to Alabama. The next year, they win a national title. You mean to tell me, you mean to tell me that that man didn't cheat? Spence, there's a lot of what he's saying is true, right? And I want to get to the truth in this and where you think college football is going because there is a lot of truth to it. It doesn't need it. He could have worded, worded it so much more differently than the way he did to impact all of college athletics, but he chose to be a nar- be narcissistic and think about himself more than anybody else. Here's what right. I'm going to ask right. you, though. What, Where do we go from here? Like, what do we do? If the NCAA isn't going to come down, because, look, he's, he's not lying. Okay, I don't believe that Travis Hunter only went to Jackson State because of money. But here's what I do know about Jackson State. Just got a brand new field house and a new locker room. Spence, it cost over $2.5 million per that public records request. Where's Dion getting that money? I don't care. I will fund, I will pay, I will be a booster of Jackson State my damn self. Okay. There are a lot of reasons why Travis Hunter goes there. It's not just one. There's so many things. But how do we regulate all this? What do we do? Here's the first thing that needs to happen. And I it's really a failure to act. See, what 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 Nick Saban said was true, but then he went off and tried to defend the NCAA. Which was which so stupid. The NCAA is indefensible right now because the actual legislation that should have happened long before when they were putting NIL in place last <laughs> God, year. God, so true. We are going to penalize any university in which we find out that NIL was provided to them prior to signing on the dotted line. Mm -hmm. There are ways that they can do that. There's investigations that they do that. Heck, if they were able to figure out that Penny Hardaway gave James Wiseman's mother $11,000 four years before either one of them show up to Memphis and hold our feet to the fire, you're darn sure that they can figure out whether or not a student athlete received NIL before or NIL deals or offers before they show up to the university. They can do it. The question is, will they act? It's a failure to act. And this is another this is another thing. Mark Emmerich now, since he's a lame duck and since he's stepping down, I, I was reluctant to actually just you know put him on a, a on a dartboard. But this is a clear and present failure of his tenure. There, we've been talking about NIL on my show for about six years now. And we've been coming through it like, okay, we want to play players. How do we do that? We don't want to pay them out of the university coffers because that starts putting employment issues at, uh, into play. Who's getting this type of you know, uh, 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 pay? Who's not? Title IX comes into play. Uh, insurance benefits come into play. Retirement. What do you mean that the the, the student athletes have more be- better benefits than the professors? 
that when you start making somebody a, an employee, and a lot of a lot of you all who are employers know that, then there's a there's a, there's employment law for a long years that you have to actually start following per state. Um, and so we were like, okay, why don't you just let the market handle itself? Let the market pay the kids, and you don't have to worry about it. Just make sure that you put some guidelines in place so that they are actually eligible. Because you know who this is going to hurt. The mid-majors. Oh, well, true. They're going to become ineligible, and then the programs are going to suffer because the programs are going to be playing with ineligible players. That's how it always works. The NCAA could actually legislate this. They could drop the hammer. The reason why they're doing it is because they're complicit in this. They are complicit in what's going on in college football right now, and at some point in time, they're the ones that are going to have to pay the piper because – just it, it should be a back and forth. These universities signed up to actually be protected and have a, a level playing field with the NCAA. And if the NCAA is failing to act or failing to protect their interests, there's got to be some some recompense from that. Nick Saban's like, well, they're they're getting sued so so many times. They're getting sued because they're not acting from a position of leadership. They're they're doing reactionary actions they're reacting after the fact instead of leading with some sort of guidance here's what i'm gonna say too now hear me out memphis just hear me out on this yeah i still think it's there's you know nick's been talking about there's so much parody in college football no there's not it college football is very chalky okay the teams that are up top normally always win now Mm -hmm. will you have teams that come up in and come in and out relatively Florida State is in the playoff the first year. They haven't been there. Oregon, LSU gets in there, wins it. Clemson, yeah. it's but normally it's chalky. Here's the thing, though. We know, and there are a lot of false rumors. Okay, just stay with me here. I know for a fact of a kid that's getting paid $75,000, a five-star, $75,000 a semester. Nick, you're getting paid $19 million a year, plus you have a lot of things going on. Where, Look, you are paying the kids out of your pocket to start off with. Why aren't, why aren't you finding a way to do it now? Why do they need NIL? I think something – I think Memphis, here's my, here's my thing. So an associate AD from an SEC school told me this, not LSU, but they told me this. Blake, honestly – you could pay 10 of the top recruits in the country by using two to $3 million if you wanted to. Memphis, how much were you paying to start underneath the table? I still think we're seeing all of the chaos that was behind the scenes and covered up in the open. It's like, you know, like that's how I just see this going on. But I am really scared, though. Here's what I'm really scared about, and I want your thoughts on this. There's always got to be rule a rule of law, right? I hear a lot of people saying the NCAA is going under. It won't be here in two years. And that more than anything scares the bejesus yeah. out of me because when you don't have rule and order, it will be the wild west. Is it yeah. just going to be a conference by conference thing? Or, or what do you think? How is this all going to end? And we're back to the new normal. Well, I, we have to figure out with the NCAA what their purpose is. They have a they they there's a come to Jesus meeting that they need to figure out exactly what their purpose is moving forward for the next 20, 25 wow. years, where they're going to play in this. 
How are they going to govern? Are we going to move away from a central, um, like, dictator type thing? Uh, or are we going to start going towards more of a jury type situation where you have a board that's getting together and making decisions? Because, because one man won't act right now, nothing's happening. I don't like that moving forward. I would rather see, you know, a collective of, of some of the best minds in, 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 in college, in sports, period, all sitting on a board, uh, make it like a, a Supreme Court of NCAA or whatever. Uh, if you want them elected there or something, that, that's fine. Uh, but, but somebody, something, people who we can point to that if one person doesn't act and one person doesn't show leadership, everything falls apart. I don't like that model anymore. Uh, moving forward, I think, honestly, we should really look at making the NCAA more of a governing body than a governing person uh, at the top. And also, back to what you were saying, Blake, um, and, and we say this on the show, Queen Berger has coined this. Whenever you don't see a free market, you see a black market. Uh, and, and there's always something going on behind the scenes, uh, it, what, 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 regardless of what it is. If, if it's drugs, if it's uh, alcohol, you know, whatever you try to ban, and it creates a black market. And what's in the black market is is way worse usually than if you actually regulate it and govern it in the light. We've seen that plenty of times across a lot of different things. Uh, money is something. As a matter of fact, the whole reason why we're here is the Fed stepped in and said, you know something, we need to, if, if they're not going to, you know, seriously police their own laws, there's a whole lot of tax money out here that we're missing. We're missing millions of dollars under the table in tax revenue, which is why, you know, the second district of New York kicked in the door a few years ago on basketball. That was the reason <laughs> they were missing tax revenue. And, and we were there for that as well. The, the, the point is, if they don't do it, somebody will. Because it's still revenue moving and how it moves and if it's not regulated in some sort, the, the government will end up regulating because you're not going to mess around with interstate commerce and get away with the, the, with the federal government. They're going to pay their taxes. Um, and that's another thing that, that we need to actually point out is there needs to be a whole lot more education. We hear a lot of rumors because people don't really know what should be and what shouldn't be. NIL laws. There are people that consult me. There are people consult a lot of other people like, well, what we're setting up a collective. What are we supposed to do? How is this supposed to go? Do what I get a 1099 like, at the end of the year? You know, or let's start. What state are you in? Because different states have different guidelines. Uh, Missouri actually did something in their legislature uh, a couple days last week. And I think that everybody should actually go out and read what Missouri did in their legislature because they gave the power back to their universities and their coaching staff to interact with collectives, to provide guidelines, to provide guidance. Right. Louisiana's doing the same. Doing. Right. Louisiana's doing the same to your point. There you go. That's how I think, in my, in my opinion, that's how I think a lot of state legislatures are going, or that's where a lot of state legislatures are going to end up. You know, um, uh, I, I've, I've already been on uh, the phone with my congressman. We're going to get this thing together in Tennessee. We're going to get it together in a lot of these states. And we're going to make sure that we're providing, because the compliance department, every school has a compliance department. 
they should be allowed to do their job. And we should give them, we should write in the laws the ability for them to go out and do their job and police NIL. They don't want any ineligible students. And, and if, if, like Nick Saban said, if they got NIL from a collective before they got here and you don't see them on the field, that's why. Because, you know, we still have to do compliance at this school and we still have to make sure that students are eligible to play. And if they're not because they got a deal or a car or whatnot and they're not playing and you're not getting a return on your investment, that's your fault. But at least Missouri has already scripted into their laws where the, the schools themselves and those compliance departments can talk to the uh, to, can talk to the um, uh, all of the collectives. And I think everybody's going to be there at some point in time within a re- short future. All right. So, look, we got it. We got to get out of here. You've been fantastic. But I want to I want to end it with this. I haven't forgot that we have not discussed about Will Wade using a joint bank account with his wife and got caught by the NCAA with NCAA level one violations. You called it. You said it was coming um, to be continued because I'm not done with this Will Wade shit. And me and you got to talk about this on the open air about how Will Wade could be so yeah. incompetent to use a joint bank account. All right. I, I, we'll be here for the rest of the night. I can't do it. Memphis. You're one of my most favorite people on the planet. Tell everybody where they can catch all your stuff and everything that you're doing. Sports Radio America Network, 11th year in business. Uh, the College Credit Hour is my show. Come hang out with the boosters around the, the nation. And listen, noon to 2 Eastern, Mondays and Thursdays right now. Uh, we're, we're still doing it. We're still having real conversations about what's going on behind the scenes. Pulling the curtain back, and I'm the man behind the curtain, letting you know exactly what's going on legally and financially behind the world of college sports. Are you the wizard of the Oz? I don't know. I'm the wizard of something. Oh, Vada Kadabra! You know what would have been cool is if our producers, <laughs> when I said a Vada Kadabra, would have pulled you down. And, you know, it would have been like a magic spell. You know, poof. I would have looked like Harry Potter. Uh, my friend... I love you to death, man. Thank you for coming on. I love your audience. I love you, man. Uh, We'll catch up with you shortly. Absolutely. That's Memphis Spence. We'll see you soon, bud. That's Memphis Spence. Absolutely fantastic in everything that he does. All right. We do have LSU baseball. I'm sure it's kicking off. So let's do this. Let me talk about my good friend, John Patton, over at GMFS Mortgage. Guys, get over, over to John today. Let him know that your good friend, Blake Rafino at AYS, sent you on by. Give him a call at 225-614-1234. 225-614-1234. Buy a new home, saving money on the mortgage that you have now, or even doing a cash-out refi. The timing has never been better. Give him a call today and let him know that Blake sent you on by. All right, guys. Listen, we don't have a lot of time here. Who you got tonight, LSU or Vandy? Hmm. I'm not going against. I'm not going against the home squad. Well, I know technically Vandy's the home squad. I'm not going against LSU. All right, Zach. What about you? Oh, I'm nervous to pick them. Um, Are you nervous because your go because of your goatee? Oh, by the way, I'm officially resigning from AY. Just kidding. <laughs> just All right. Kidding. Hey, hey, Zach. I'll, I'll make a bet with you. All right. If LSU takes two out of three. You shave. Oh. I'll do it. No, I got a better one for you. If LSU doesn't win two out of th- or doesn't win two out of three, you got to shave your goatee and shave your head. Ooh. Oh, God. 
I don't know if I can do that. All right. I'll go with the goatee. Scared go money goatee. don't make no money, Zach. Scared money don't make no money. I ain't shaving my head. I, I, you don't want to see that. All right, guys. We got to get out of here. Let's go watch some baseball. We'll see y'all again. Actually, tomorrow. We'll do the Believe in Saints podcast at some point tomorrow. So stay tuned for that. We'll see y'all soon. Have a good night. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.